Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my excellent co-host, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And no one else, because yeah. Tyler is camping and he has no service, and our unpaid intern is, I don't know. Unpaid. Yeah, he, he, he went on strike. He's demanding pay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're holding strong on our stance that he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. union's involved. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So this episode will be a little bit different instead of what we normally do. This is just going to be two guys with ADHD trying to have a cohesive <laughs> conversation about hockey. Yeah. Where, to which there has been no news about anything. No, so this is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, World Juniors are going on. They are. So we can talk about that a little bit. Yep. Um, it is the off season, of course. Yep. But this is the fun part of the off season where we get to ramp up to the next season and start projecting things and yeah. having thoughts and ideas. Which, <laughs> As again, opposed to when we usually have podcasts and have no thoughts or opinions. <laughs> <laughs> we just fucking ramble on for an hour. Yeah, well, that's, that's about what... Well, yeah. let's try to make this. Is it cohesive or coherent? Uh, I don't know. I didn't go to school. Can't read, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> great. And I can't think, so yeah. this makes it a great yeah. team. Oh, man. Okay. Um, oh, damn it. I never came up with a fake sponsor. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have a filler for that, actually. I know, Do you? I know our fake sponsor of the week is a placeholder, but I have a placeholder for the placeholder. Wow. Uh, so, again, as some of you will have known from last week's episode and from the last few weeks uh, that I was in hospital for a little while and I'm out and I'm back in studio, which is awesome. I have my limitations, but I'm, I'm here. Yes. Uh, what I would really like to do is just give a huge, huge shout out to any medical frontline workers out there. Mm. Man, they are underpaid and overworked. Oh, yeah. Like I in the hospital, just the situation I had, I was a pretty low maintenance um, patient okay i guess just from like sitting on the bed and stuff like i was next to rooms where people were literally dependent on the nurses to do everything mm -hmm. right i was a bit more functional mm -hmm. but man the the amount of times where there would be alarm bells going off in more than one room at once and there literally weren't enough nurses mm -hmm. to cover the amount of problems that were going on was unreal yeah and I, I just, you know, a part of me felt bad for them, but then another part of me goes, well, they, you know, they signed up for this. Th yeah. These people are just wired to help people. That's all they do. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. And yeah. so I just, I, I really can't thank them enough for all the work they did for me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, we all saw during COVID how overworked they are, but you really don't see it until you are in the hospital. Yeah. And it, you really grasp like how bad it is. So just a, a big thank you and a moment of appreciation for them. If you are ever in there, make sure you thank them for the service they give you because I promise you, they are not paid as much as they should be to do what they do. So no fake sponsor this week. Just a huge thank you to all those frontline workers. Absolutely. This feels less natural now, but if you want to find us on any of our yeah, well, social media. Yeah, let's try to find a better uh, segue here. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, there, there is no segue really I guess to that. not. Eh? Speaking uh, of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. There, yeah. There's nothing. Just, I, I, again, I want to hammer home the point. Like, thank yeah. you so much to those people who do that. If you know someone in your life who does, buy them a drink. Tell yeah. them thank you and that you appreciate what they do because they, they don't hear it enough. Yeah, so. and, they, and they saved your life, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So big shout out to them for sure. Huge. Uh, yeah. Let's jump into hockey. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just hockey. Talk. No easy transition. No. no. Uh, so this is the part of the show where we talk about the Canucks. Yes, it is. Uh, the Canucks have been very active over the past few days. Yes, they have. Yes. Uh, they have confirmed that they are not in on Tyler Mott. Shit. So, so, so we know what they're not doing. Right. Yeah. They're not signing fourth liners to expensive contracts. No. And it is weird how much we got on Jim Benning for that. And now that we have new management, we're like, thank God we have a new direction. And Tyler Mott goes, I want $4 million. And we're all like, well, come on, give well, it to him. Pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all going to yell at them for it later. Yeah. Well, there's a problem is like they had that solid fourth line of what was it? Mott, um, the guy they got from Florida. I uh, forget his name. Yuho Lamico. Right. Yeah. Lamico. And, um, oh, not Juleson. Um, no, he's a defenseman. Yeah, I know. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Lamico, Mott. I'm. It was the motto line. I know. I know. That's what I'm, I'm trying to think. It started with a J, didn't it? J. Or no, that was Yuho Lamico. That's the J I'm thinking of. <laughs> I think. I, you know Whatever. what, man, people out there are questioning if I'm a fan. I was in hospital for like three weeks. Just get, <laughs> I'm trying to remember everything now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a really good fourth line. Yeah. You are right. Fourth lines win championships. They don't. But, <laughs> but you know what? They can really improve or make your team worse. Absolutely. Right. One of the funniest ones that we really don't talk about a lot, but, mm. and it's for mostly salary reasons. We at one point had a fourth line of Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, and Jay Beagle. Oh, yeah. Right? Horribly overpaid. Yeah, they made over 10 million. Right. However, we were one of the best penalty kill teams that year, and we were insane in the faceoff dot in our yeah. own end because of Jay Beagle and because that whole line worked the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We all went, yeah, they're overpaid, and we, and we weren't wrong about that. But then when we traded them all away, the next year our penalty kill was quite literally historically awful. Mm -hmm. Like compared to any other team in the league, we had one yeah. of the worst penalty kill percents ever. Yeah. Which was last year. Yeah. It was the first two months, right? Yeah. And it was because we were so focused on getting rid of those guys that we didn't really replace them. Yeah. Right. So of course, again, I'm not saying that that trade was a, a bad move necessarily for that reason. I'm glad we did the cap dump, but when you ship something out, you have to replace it too. Right. And that's, I think that's the problem with Mott is people are saying, where do you find another Tyler Mott? Well, speaking of which, let's move into kind of what we what we want this segment to be this week. Because like we said, there really isn't any Canucks news. Right. We want to give you our ideas of what the Canucks are going to look like roster-wise uh, come October into April, really. Um, right. So why don't we start with the easiest one of them all. We'll start with their first line. Who's playing on the first line in Vancouver in October? So for me, I ha this is where the JT Miller conversation comes in, right? He will be here in October. That seems to be the overwhelming consensus. Yeah. We need to plan for a future where, yes, he starts the season with the Canucks. Mm -hmm. It's really tough to see a reality where he's not on the top line. Of course. Right? Um, I believe that he will run the top line. Mm -hmm. They've mentioned problems in the past with him and Elias Pettersson, just about that JT Miller yeah. is a very intense guy and that Pettersson's a bit more quiet and that... Yeah, it, yeah, it causes the, a bit of a rift. Yeah, the issues in the locker room have been very well documented between the, the the division in the locker room. But I'm also a firm believer that they kind of sorted a lot of that out after they started winning last year. Yeah. And it, I think a lot of that really has been addressed. Yeah, it, it's tough when you put 
30 frustrated guys in a room with each other, right? And they all start blaming each other for why they're frustrated. Yeah, that you know? infamous um, interview when after they played Pittsburgh. I think... Yeah, where JT Miller, he said something like, guys aren't moving or something like yeah we all yeah, yeah we all know what's going on that, yeah. something to that effect yeah yeah but on, on your top line i think that you keep besser on that line though really i do okay i i think that jt miller while he had his problems i think him and besser get along i i re- just from the way i've seen them interact in clips and stuff i think they like each other and i think they're two people who can really work on the ice together even if they're not totally on the same page right now I think they can get each other there. I think they're both motivated to work with each other. Okay, then right? who's on the other wing? So that's tough because our left wingers, a lot of our left wingers kind of double as centers. Like they are they slide all over the lineup. Okay. And I mean, some of even our right wingers play left sometimes. It, it's, uh, it's really all over the place with the Canucks. It's hard because every time I think of a player, I'm like, oh, but he'd look good on this line too, you know? I'd kind of like to see a Connor Garland up there. Okay, interesting choice. Because JT Miller, I mean, he's an absolute wagon, mm-hmm. right? You get him the puck, he can make miracles happen. Um, Brock Besser, all he does is shoot, right? He, yeah. we, we've talked about it before. He can't skate that well. He's not a fantastic playmaker. He's useless on the board battles. Yeah. But he can finish, mm-hmm. right? Garland, to me, just fills in that gap. Garland's whole thing is puck battles and puck possession, right? The only part that I disagree with you on is just that Garland has this knack for getting the puck, but then he has a really hard time of what to do after he gets it, and Besser doesn't complement that very well because Besser doesn't get himself into a position where he can support Garland. I think if you had a player with a little bit more speed or a little bit more aggressiveness, a la Hoglander, Pod Colson, or obviously... McKayev. Oh, McKayev, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he he seems yeah. to be the obvious one where, like, you put him and, and Garland together, they're going to get the puck, they're going to get lots of chances, they're going to be able to do it. Here's kind of the reason I didn't do that, and I see why you're going there, is I think, to me, JT Miller has, I think the three of them perfectly all have what the other one doesn't, right? Okay. JT Miller is your center, and he, I think, kind of has the best of all the attributes, right? He can shoot, he can pass, he can win board battles, he can, you know, yeah. he, he's good at that stuff. Connor Garland is just a puck battle guy. That's it. That's all he does. He gets the puck and hopefully he can give it back to you. That's all he's there for. Besser, you're right. He's not always best at supporting. He's not in the best positions to do that. That's more JT Miller's job. Besser is the guy who just has to sit in his... (laughs) He just needs to shoot. If he can be in a spot where he's open to get the puck and one-time it, that's perfect. And I think JT Miller and Connor Garland can both get him the puck to do that. That's why I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of player Kuzmenko is. Because he is the absolute wild card here. Yeah, right? he's like, the definition of a question mark. Like we, we don't know what he can do at the NHL level. And yet he could, you know, it's funny, like a lot of people look at great teams and like, okay, what is, where does this team hinge, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you look at Colorado. They just won the cup, right? Obviously people look at players like McCarr and McKinnon and it's like, yeah, obviously those are the best players, Mm -hmm. but where's the hinge, right? Yeah. Why is that team better than the Edmonton Oilers? Right. You know, why did they sweep Edmonton? What's the hinge, right? Not having Mike Smith as the hinge. Well, they had Darcy Kemper, which is a much better. All I'm saying is like in Vancouver, I think the hinge is Kuzmenko. Really? I think he's the difference between this team being a division leader 
and being a wild card team. Okay. Because like he's he's going to fit into the lineup in a spot where if he's an impact player, they're a great team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they've got great players, they've got strong players and they've got Tyler Myers. So if they have a player yeah. that can step up and and carry the third line or or really push the pace of the second line and make it a dangerous second line, mm-hmm. you know, he could make this team great. That's why I'm I'm he's the the player that everyone's going to have their eye on this year. Yeah. I I see that. Mhm. And I'm glad you bring him up because this, we joked before about my whole lineup about how there's four second lines. and Fucking Russian uh, line. No, 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 no. I know we joked about that and I'm not yeah. going to propose it. But I do believe that this team has two second lines. Okay. I think it has the, the first line, which I just told you. I think it has two second lines and a fourth line. Okay. Because the, when you look at Bo Horvat and Elias Pettersson, neither of those two guys should be on a third line. Right. Well, well, they're not. Yeah, like if you're looking at your top nine, I don't see either of those two players on any other team in the league not in the top six. Okay. Right. Pedersen and Horvat are top six players. Yes. But they're both centers, and so is JT Miller. So someone here has to move around, right? Mm-hmm. I think your second line has to be Elias Pedersen, though. Right. You think Horvat's playing on the third line? I do. Wow. Because I well, last year we saw Pedersen play injured through right until after New Year's, right? He was injured. Once that injury was gone, whole new player. And I think that player, if he can be that player all year, that outperforms Horvat. So I, I think he's on your second line. Also, point blank, Pedersen's not big enough to be on the third line, right? You have yeah. to have a little bit of sandpaper in you to be on a third line. Yeah, He no. has none of it. So I, I, I don't see a reality where they bump him lower than the second line. Yeah, I think honestly they they try to pivot one of them to the wing. They might have to. Yeah, but it, again, then that causes the debate. Well, which wing do you put them on, and then what does that do to all those wingers? So yeah. for the sake of this, I'm just trying to go with the listed, yeah, positions, you know, yeah. positions that they we naturally know they have. Yeah. So you have Pedersen, and I know I told you this wasn't going to be my whole like national lineup from before, mm-hmm. but on his wing, I would put Hoaglander. And he, on this line, is going to play essentially the same role that Connor Garland plays. Okay. Right? He's the guy who's going to get you the puck. He has little to no finish, but he has decent playmaking ability, and he can always get the puck, which Pedersen is useless at. And he's going to develop this season, too. He's going to get better, which is crazy. Like We also always seem to glance over the fact that this is still a very young team. Oh, it is. Like They're only going to get stronger. Yeah, every right. year the majority of these players get better. Yeah. No one's no one's going downhill here. Mm-hmm. Very, very very few. Yeah. Um anyway, so that uh to that last point. Um I think this is where you throw Kuzmenko on the other side. I think again, he's a question mark like you said, but we've seen him have sp- uh, he has a lot of speed in the KHL that might translate to be mediocre here, mm-hmm. right? But he's a very very good playmaker. And Pedersen needs to have another playmaker on his line. He needs to have someone to dish the puck to when he gets into trouble. Exactly, because he gets into trouble a lot. Yeah. So I think that is your second line. Is And that's the other thing I was going to point out. Kuzmenko was promised top six time yeah. as part of his signing deal. So yeah. he might not be there all season, but we're talking about how they're going to start the year. Yeah. And I think they have to start with him in the top six. Mm-hmm. Okay. That moves us to, and again, I have to say... Miller, Pedersen, Horvat is an insane one-two-three punch. It's not insane. You don't think so? No, it's not insane. Why not? 
Well, uh, Miller got 100 points last year. Yeah. Right? Pedersen. Well, no, he didn't. He got 99 points last year. Sorry, how many? 99. Oh, sorry. I thought you said not 100. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get my point. You, yeah. that, I'm talking about the level of player he is. is He's a 99 point player. <laughs> right. On a non-playoff team. Exactly. Right? This is a roster that has improved. I, I don't see a reality where he gets much less than that unless he's injured this year. Yeah. Right. Uh, injuries are going to derail the team, but let's hope well, they don't. Well, injuries derail every team, right? You, yeah. you can't predict injuries. They mm -hmm. come out of nowhere. Yeah. Look but, at Vegas last year, right? Exactly. Yeah. So... I think it's a really one good one, two, three punch, right? Uh, Horvat and Pedersen each had 30 goals last year. Yeah. No, I'm not debating it's not a very good one, two, three. If that ends up being their one, two, three. Right. I just don't think which, it's which insane. It, like, okay. Well, like it is. I, I think it's, put it this way, as a one, two punch, I think it's really good. Yeah. Also, one, two, three, we, I think it's insane. We know that Bruce Boudreaux has next to no faith in Nils Hoglander. So, that is true. Right? So he's going to be playing like third, maybe even fourth line minutes. It's possible. Hell, he could even get sent down. Yeah. Like, we, we really I, don't I'd know what's going to happen. I, I think before he gets sent down, he gets traded for sure. You, Wait, think, he's, you think he'd be traded? 100%. Well, here's the thing. I think he will be. I don't think they should, mm. but I think they will. Okay. Because put it this way. Once you send him down, you're kind of telling every other team in the league what you think his value is, right? Mm. If you can trade him instead of sending him down and get like something you think is an equal piece back, I, that's probably your better option other yeah. than diminishing his value by yeah. uselessly sending him to the AHL, Yeah, right? So I've got so, uh, third line here. Mm -hmm. Horvat uh, at the center. Yeah. I think this is where you put Mikheyev on the right. That's he, crazy. That means, that means you have like 10 million on your third line and two players. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, like it's not happening, but they do. They have a log jam yeah. up up at the front. Exactly. Because right? they're not they're not paying anyone 10 million a year. Because another um, name I haven't listed off yet who I'm going to. And I this player has played the right and left wing. And so for this sense, mm -hmm. they'll have to move to the left. It's Vasily Pod Colson. Mm -hmm. And th that's the thing. The more I say these names, the more I'm like, yeah, some of them should be higher in the lineup. But like. Who do you replace them with? Yeah. You know, none of the players I'm listing right now are really bottom six guys. You could argue Hoaglander is, but mm -hmm. like other than that, th that's what I'm meaning when I'm saying this forward core is kind of insane, right? Like it's I, it's not filled with superstars, but the depth is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. They're a deep offensive team. However, the pedigree that they're going to play at, that's the question mark. Yeah. Right. Like we don't know how good they could all be second line players. Yeah. Right, like like Miller, he he was not a first liner two years ago. No, right? no, like, not at all. So he's he's a player that like, and he's their best player. And yeah, he's a player that like we still don't even know. So he he's someone where it's too bad that I, I would love to see a world where him and Horvat play together more, because I think those two get along really well. I think their playing styles complement each other really well. But they both possess so much leadership that I think they like to spread them out in the lineup. Yeah, like a like a Henrik Kessler kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And I mean, with the Sedins, it's a different case because it was like Henrik and Daniel were a package deal. They were. I I love those guys. Individually, they were useless. They had <laughs> to play together. Yeah, right. It is crazy how yeah. they used to split them up, and they yeah. would be like, "Who are they?" I know. Yeah, it was like they're making blind passes to absolutely no one. They're yeah. turning the puck over. Like yeah. it's it's like they were lost. Yeah. Right? And again, this is coming from someone who would defend them to any length. Yeah. But yeah, you could not split them up. Right. Yeah. 
these, I mean, this is obviously a night and day situation, mm-hmm. but I would love to see those two get more opportunities to play with each other. I mean, even on the power play, which I know is a skewed metric to use, yeah. they have a lot of chemistry together. Their power play also needs a bit of a shot of adrenaline. It is the same thing every time. I know. And it's so predictable. It's getting to, wasn't there a play that they had not too long ago where it's like you could set your watch to the bumper play, the bumper play. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, defense would pass it down to, um, like, uh, left wing. They would have someone sitting behind the net and they would have Horvat in the crease. Now the left wing can do one of two things. He can go to the guy behind the net yeah. who goes to Horvat for a one-timer. Yeah, well, that's that's the 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 power play we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's the typical bumper play. Yeah. The other one that they would do once in a while to shake it up is they would fake the pass to behind the net, and then they'd actually just cut straight to Horvat. Mm-hmm. And then he, but one the, way or another, it was Horvat on on the doorstep. Yeah, the, the play I was alluding to is the <laughs> the Edler drop pass in the neutral oh zone. Oh my god, <laughs> Dude, you're gonna put me back in the hospital. <laughs> that was painful. And what yeah. what I remember made me mad and also confused was only once did a player go out to challenge him. Because yeah. every time he would have all the time and space in the world yeah. and he would drop the puck back. Typically, he wouldn't even really throw it that far back. Yeah. He would just kind of stop the puck from moving and skate forward yeah. and try to bring his check with him. Yeah. And then someone behind him would pick the puck up and try to like go sideways across the blue. It never yeah. worked. No, And yeah. I don't know why they kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I, re- I remember, I believe it was against the Kings. And for whatever reason, I feel like it was Anze Kopitar. Mm-hmm. Saw Edler coming down. And before Edler had even dropped the puck, Anze Kopitar started skating forward to go like around yeah. Edler. And I remember thinking for a brief second, oh, that's awesome. Edler can just skate right by him now. Nope. Still did the drop yeah. pass, yeah. gave it to Kopitar, who got a partial breakaway. All he had to defend against was like Elias Pettersson because yeah. he was supposed to accept the drop pass. Yeah. He didn't end up scoring. But I remember just going, how? Yeah. You... So the one time someone tries to change, does something different, you're like, I I can't think for myself. I got to do the drop pass. (laughs) And now they're teammates. Yeah. (laughs) That's right, too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Onze Kopenhauer was like, that was such a good pass. Let's sign that guy. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, oh, it was mind-numbing to watch. Me me and my grandpa, I, I... Try not to talk about all that too much, but we watch a lot of games together. Yeah. We used to sit there on the couch and go, here comes the drop pass. Yeah. <laughs> and there it was. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. It was just, I couldn't believe that it only happened once yeah. that someone called them on it. Well, it, but see, the, the whole point and reason why we're talking about this is because like, that's my feeling towards their power play. Yeah. It's is, it is, you can set your watch to it. Yeah. It is that predictable now. You, you'd think that over the summer, you would think they have to change it. Right, I hope if, so. Put it this way: if me and you know what they're doing, every team in the league knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we're not paid to analyze this shit. We do it for fun. People who get paid to do it, they know this and more. Yeah. How could they possibly go into next season still trying that play? Yeah. Or or at least consistently. You know, mm-hmm. do it once in a while. Sure. Yeah. Do anything once in a while. Yeah. You cannot do it every time. Yeah. No. They they also, in my opinion, they need to to kind of translate their power play from being behind the net centric to being back up at the point they yeah. need they need to give their their point men a little bit more confidence oh, for sure in running the power play because like you can just open up a defense with the puck at the point yeah right but 
that being said, you need Quinn Hughes to kind of settle it down a little bit more. He gets pretty antsy up there. Yeah. Um, and you need to give him forwards on either side that are confident with the puck. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is looking at the Canucks pipeline now, or not the pipeline per se, but like they have Quinn Hughes, Ekman Larson, and Rathbone. Those are three really good power play quarterbacks. You can say what you want about Ekman Larson. He's good at that. Is Rathbone really that good at it? Here's the thing. He really only got a chance when we were in the bubble. And then going into last season, he started with the team and he struggled a fair bit. Like he he made a lot of giveaways and stuff. Yeah. They sent him down and then it was injuries all season. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. They were never able to call him back up. Every Mm -hmm. time he would get to full strength, something else would happen. Yeah. So this season, ideally, he goes in with 100% 100 health. Mm -hmm. He should crack the roster. He should be a regular NHL defenseman, but that's his strong suit. Mm-hmm. is just offensively, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's going to make the odd giveaway. That's mm-hmm. that's in his nature, but he's good offensively. So that's I'd love to see him quarterback the power play a little bit, at least on the second unit. Okay. Anyway, th- then once you get to the third line, that's where, you know, you're kind of looking at Curtis Lazar, Tanner the Pearson. We're talking about the fourth or, line. Sorry, the, the fourth line, yeah. Holy shit, dude. I forgot about Tanner Pearson. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, how many uh, years does he have left? Two? Uh... Yes, this, oh wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah, it was last season, so it'll be this season and the one after. Oh my God. Yeah. Three, three, three million tied up in that guy. 3.7. 3.7? Yeah. Holy crap, man. Yeah, it, it's rough. Um, I've, I've even heard some people say that he's overhated. I don't think he is at all. Yeah, he just uh, doesn't. He, here's the thing. He can be quite steady, mm-hmm. but he's getting old. He has trouble keeping up and he doesn't do anything creative like guys always say they like him because he's steady and they know where he's Mm going to be and everything but so does the other team when he gets the puck he has trouble doing anything with it because he's so textbook Mm -hmm. right to me he just gets paid way too much to play a textbook role yeah so that that's why it frustrates me it seems like they're still looking at moving him out like they're trying to find a suitor for a trade there i mean you know it's one of those things you you just have to sit and wait and hope yeah who knows? He, yeah, I totally forget about him, man. Yeah. Is it, Sutter still under contract? No. So this season he was signed to a one by one, which entirely went on to LTIR. Yeah. Because he, he didn't play a game. Yeah. He is still dealing with fatigue issues from, from COVID, from COVID yeah. which like, man, you got to feel bad for those guys. Right. Yeah. It, it didn't happen to a lot of people, but like he got it before the vaccines were out. It was yeah. just like that, you know. He got it when the whole team had COVID. Yeah. When this podcast was born. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he he hasn't played a hockey game since then. Really? Yeah. So we've never so, talked about a Canucks team that had Brandon Sutter. Not healthy, no. Wow. So when when we still had him too, that was when he was on his uh, $4 million contract. Mm-hmm. So in that offseason, they signed him to a one-by-one. And mm-hmm. I was happy about that. I never yeah. disliked him. He was just making too much money. Yeah. At a one by one, I was like, that sounds great, mm-hmm. you know? And then that was kind of why when they started getting those signs, like, oh, he might not be coming back for a while. Uh, that was when they brought in Alex Chase on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, who they who they let go. Uh yes. He yeah. now they might finally make the fucking playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, now we have some fourth liners you can put the puck in the net. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speak English. <laughs> Dude, God. that's a joke. 
like a reference to a joke we made so long ago. Nobody's getting that well, joke. Put, put it this way. There, there was some confusion as to his origins. <laughs> yes. We did not realize he was from Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler yes. seemed to think it was a very European name. Yeah. A very Swedish name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, he can speak English. Yes. Um, and he, he does no longer play hockey in Vancouver. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. No. Yeah. No, honestly, like the Curtis Lazar pickup's great for the fourth line. Um, they're, they're just going to round that out with, with you know, decent serviceable players. Yeah. Might even see Pod Colson get some fourth line minutes. I think Pod Colson is going to be up and down the lineup more than anyone else on the team. Oh, other, yeah. other than maybe Hoaglander. I would say both of them. Mm-hmm. They've always just very much been the same role. You yeah. know, it's been, we plug you in where we feel like we want you at any given time which kind of sucks because i feel like pod colson is definitely a player that needs some chemistry with another guy because he's not really your he's got a lot more in common with besser than he does with anyone else in my opinion and okay i see where you're coming from in in terms of like style of play yeah but he's also he's got better on the gr- puck though yeah he's got that kind of grinder ability than yeah. besser does Skating yeah. could use some work. I think, and I feel like if he had consistency with a playmaking play, I would. I mean, this is never going to happen, but I'd love to see him on the first line. But whatever. I mean, put it this way: Bo Horvat and JT Miller have both been quite open about saying that he is the hardest working guy on the team any given night. Yeah. They said that they love playing with him. So yeah, that's wicked. He will play with both of them at points during the year. He will right? play. He will play. He will play. You know he'll play. He'll play. He'll play on crutches. <laughs> All do, right. you're, do you know what I'm referencing? I'm the one who made the reference. Okay, I didn't know if I didn't know if that was okay. Yeah. A- anyway, do you know what I, mean? I made the reference. <laughs> I don't know. I, do you I, know what you're referencing? I didn't remember if I told you about that one. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah, okay. the whole Trevor Linden thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I guess we did. Right. Yeah, I made the TikTok about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's okay. been around. It's made the rounds <clears throat> at Canucks videos. By the way, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, as for our defense. Our defense isn't as terrible as some people would have you think. It's it, it's it got is two, not good. It has two. It is not good. It, it it's not good. It's it, really bad. It's not that. Bad. It's really bad. It's not that bad. It's really really bad. Okay, so so hear me out, right? You got Quinn Hughes, who's going to be a perennial Norris candidate. I swear to God, <laughs> it's happening. Okay, this year, <laughs> this year, top five in voting for sure. He probably won't be top three. Top five though, I think. I bet you on that. Okay. You sure you want to take that bet? I don't want to bet. No, you no, don't. No bets. <laughs> you still have to fucking pay no, up. No, for no, no, your... no, no, no. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, when Tyler gets back, you're paying up for those two bets you lost. Okay, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, here's the one thing that I, I think... Vancouver Boys podcast. This... this on Instagram. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think this will help Quinn Hughes over the course of the season. And as twisted and backwards as this might sound, I don't think it will help him for Norris votes. I think his pairing for most of the season is going to be Luke Shen. Quinn Hughes? Quinn Hughes. Yeah, they did have good chemistry together. I could see that happening. But this is what I'm talking about. Okay. They, like, okay, Luke Shen is a fine defenseman. Well, th- here's the thing. With most with fine. most other defensemen, he wouldn't be. No, he specifically works with Quinn Hughes. He's fine. He is not a top pairing defenseman. Why no. is he a top pairing defenseman in Vancouver? Because you don't have anyone else. They do not have a good defense. I'm sorry. It has been and will be their Achilles heel yep. until they can move out money mm-hmm. and bring someone in. Yep. Had they 
found a way to get rid of Myers, Pearson too, I don't know, yep. and made space for Klingberg, this would be a cup contending team. Pearson and Myers together, that's $10 million. Yeah. Like, right? it, this team, genuinely, you'd make a few changes. You trim the fat, you bring in Klingberg, you motivate Rathbone. I don't know. He turned. He 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 has a great season. Yeah. This is a cup contending team. Like this team goes. If from they being, can keep Miller. The, I'm talking about this season, my guy. Yeah. Right. Mil- like, Miller. If he does not sign an extension before the trade deadline, he's gone. Yeah. The uh, management. I don't know. And, actually. Oh no no he is. And I dude, if they're leading the Pacific or like second in the Pacific, they're not trading him at the deadline. Yes, they are, and they're using that as motivation. They're saying, look, sign with us. Look what we can be. Give, give us a reasonable contract deal. We will sign you to it, and we will contend for the cup. Or you can jump off the boat right now. That management has been open about it, and I love it. That's what they should do. That's what they have to do. They cannot say, we're going to gamble everything that we could get in return for JT Miller on contending for a cup this year. No chance they do that. I hope you're right. I, I hope I'm right. It, it's, yeah. it, they've they've said it. So I, I'd be very surprised if they go back on it. Well, he's the best player on the team. And honestly, if they can hang on to him for a few more years, as long as it isn't a long-term contract, yeah. it's, a, it's a positive. Because, like, the most important thing in the NHL right now is cap space. Yeah. And right now the Canucks have none of it. That, that's so, the thing. I'll give him all the term he wants if he agrees to something under, say, $8 million, Right? That's the problem is he wants to get paid and for a long time. Well, who who doesn't? Well, yeah, right? of course, like, everyone does. But that's yeah. the thing. He's demanding it. And I guess my thing is where where do you think you're going to go that can make enough cap space for you? That oh, isn't there deplete are their suitors. Team? Okay. There but, will be teams. But it, but it will deplete those teams as well, right? You might make them a little bit better, but they're losing out on something else. If you take a pay cut, this team will contend for a cup. Right, it will, and you know what's around. But he's you. not taking a pay cut in Vancouver, and that, there's that's no the reason. That's the problem. <laughs> well, yes, there is a reason. Do you want to win a cup? Dude, okay. You know what McKinnon said? This is news. This yeah, came oh, yeah, out. Yeah. He said no more pay cuts. Right. He said he wants to be the highest paid player you know, in the NHL. Do you know why? He's, and and all the power to him. Do you know why he said that? Because he won a cup. Because he won. <laughs> because he won. JT Miller can't say that now when he hasn't won. He can't say, I don't care about the success anymore. I just want to get paid. Because, well, he can say that, but you have to acknowledge there's a high chance then you're never going to win. You're, yeah. You are going to retire. Welcome and, uh, to the business of hockey, my friend. Right, right. But that's just, that's the choice he has to make, right? We McKinnon's getting paid now because he elected not to get paid before. That's why he's doing Miller's this. too old, man. Unless Miller so, signs like a one by nine. <laughs> if he, I guess it would be like a one by seven. Yeah. Right. Well, that, like it's not. If, it's just if Miller not signed two years at $7 million, won a cup, he can demand as much money as he wants in any city he wants, and he can probably get it. I doubt it. You think so? Yeah. Well, okay. If he signs even a one year deal, he's now 30, right? right. And if he, let's say he wins the cup, fat chance, but let's say he wins the cup. No team signing him to an eight-year, $12 million deal, right? Like, no one's paying him $12 million at 38 years old. When he didn't have a, a, a standout season. I don't know, San Jose se- might. He di- well, yeah, they might. But he didn't have a standout season until fucking 2022. 
right? right. Like it's just and that, not that's exactly for why management so doesn't has, want to pay him is he because ha- he's had like one one and a half standout years. That's it. He, he has to leverage this into the biggest contract he possibly can, right? Because otherwise, it's not happening. And I see why. But again, he just has to be able to understand that if he does that, his cup chances take a huge hit. Well, then I guess we're going to find out what's more important to him: winning a cup or making some money. I guess so. I think that'll do it for the first half. Holy Christ. I, sorry, the Canucks news took up the whole thing. but we'll, uh, It's all good. I yeah. mean, it's a slow news week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got to have some fun with it. Exactly. Or, I do anyway. You have to <laughs> You have to just sit here and take it. Yeah. So the second half is just going to be all Preds news. Yeah. To which there's a ton, by the way. There's no Preds news. Well, not this week, but you've been in the hospital for a month. What, so what there's they, a lot that's built they up. Re- release the new worst jersey ever. Not yet. No? They <laughs> raise another banner? They're reverse retro. Hey. Hey. Come on, man. That's too soon. Don't, too don't. soon. <laughs> yeah. No, their reverse retro isn't out yet. So. Oh, it, we'll it, was, it wasn't leaked? I'm fired up, though, man. It's got to be the yawning mouth. I, it has to I be. have some opinions on reverse retros, and maybe we'll get to that on the other side, which we do need to get to pretty <laughs> quick. So, uh, stick around. No fake sponsor. See you in a second. <laughs> As we have no fake sponsor this week, and we wanted to bring awareness to all the workers in the medical field, we want to bring awareness to one more issue that's really important to us. On this week in 2011, Rick Rippon lost his battle with mental health. And we wanted to remind our listeners out there to never fight alone, always help your friends, and remember that we are stronger together. If you're going through something, always reach out. There are good people all around you who want to help you. We are stronger together. Let's talk about it. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the break. Uh, As you all know, the Canucks segment took up the whole first half. (laughs) My apologies. We, we yeah. knew there was no Canucks news. We are like, hey, let's talk about the Canucks a little bit then. Yeah. And now and, we have a ton to get through in the second half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was a pretty goofy move on our part. Now, your part. <laughs> what a goof! It was, it was our part. Our <laughs> okay. Part. Yeah, I guess so. Mutual goof there. Yeah, I talk too much about the Canucks, don't I? Yeah, it's man, it's kind of a nausea. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you say is a nausea. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Yeah, anytime. Anything you want to talk about? Um, I do. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is... It feels so weird to try to start my segment without hearing the sound and then just jumping right into Sorry, it. Sorry, I'll get... I'll, it feels kind of goofy to do it. <gasps> what a goof! There you go. That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys and we have a little chat about it. Just and this guy. week... Just one yeah, guy. I know, right? But that's my speech. That's my spiel. Okay. Yeah. That's the that's the the routine I go through. All right. It's just burned into my brain. I've done it sixty five times. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'll bring oh, it up we like, didn't say what episode it was. Damn it. That's because I have no idea what episode. it Oh, was. I thought when you said sixty five, I thought that was no, like a number that you pulled. No, it's somewhere in the sixties. I think this is like episode. No fucking way. This is episode sixty nine. Sixty eight. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Thank Wait, God. Wait, I'm going to make a million percent sure that I'm right first. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to deny us that. I know, right? This is episode 68. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wait, 
We might have Tyler back for episode 69. Oh, we're definitely going to have Tyler back for episode 69. I, w- I want to... Is it... No. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to press the other button. No. Oh. We'll save that for episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, All right, we'll man. We, special okay, live any version. listeners who are still out there, yeah. uh, let, let's try to uh, segue back into this. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is uh, the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with Marcus. Yeah. And we have a little <laughs> chat about it. <laughs> At least this week. Okay. Uh, and this week, the biggest goof of the week is... Wayne Gretzky, the great one. That feels weird. It is very weird. And it is not even really sports related as to why he's the biggest goof of the week. But obviously being a sports figure, that's why he's the biggest goof of the week. So Wayne Gretzky is being sued right now. Okay. And you may think, okay, odd, why? Well, apparently he got involved in a bit of a stock manipulation scheme, or at least that's what people are saying right now. Are you familiar Uh, with stock manipulation? Kind of. It's like, um, I, I know there's rules that like CEOs of companies aren't allowed to have stock in said companies because then they could like say release a brand new feature, mm-hmm. sell all their stock because they know when yeah. it's going to be high. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard of it. I, I kind yeah. of loosely understand the concept. So this is more along the lines of tampering in terms of what he's being sued for. Okay. So it sounds like what happened is he got himself involved with a weight loss gum product. Sounds like the company. This sounds like a pyramid scheme off the bat. (laughs) Holy Christ. So it's actually really cool. If you want in, I. uh... Yeah, Yeah, I can refer you. Yeah. And then you got to refer to more people. Exactly. Okay. I I see. All right. Thanks for the hot Um, tip. Exactly. Yeah, it's wicked. Uh, DM me if you want to. uh, I'm at Vancouver Boys underscore on Twitter, by the way. Exactly. That is exactly where we would promote a pyramid scheme. Yes. If you want to get involved in Twisted Tyler's pyramid scheme. That's the name of the episode, by the way. Twisted Tyler's pyramid scheme. Oh, I love it when you know in the moment. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, that'll do. That'll suck people in. Yeah, that's what people are going to be like, wait a minute. Where do I sign up? Okay, Anyway, let's hear about Wayne Gretzky's pyramid scheme. So apparently this company reached out to Wayne Gretzky or his wife, it looks like, and uh, asked them to kind of get involved with uh, marketing the company, promoting the product. Okay, so like celebrity endorsement type deal. Basically, I get you. Like a celebrity endorsement. Uh, However, it looks like they inflated the stock value of the company um, by lying allegedly okay. lying about the effects of the product. So they were artificially inflating the value of the stock by claiming the product did things that it in fact did not. Uh, the product claims that it helps you lose weight. Uh, however, it uh, has no evidence to the contrary at all. So there's okay. no evidence that it actually works is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So wait, so they told people it worked. Exactly. And they're, they're being accused of lying about it. You're exactly right. Yeah. In, okay. in simple terms, that's exactly what's going on. That seems like, that seems almost somewhat frivolous, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Like, kind of like, ah, we think, you know, that's like, 
Oh, that's like a GM. That's like that'd be like Patrick Alvin saying, "Oh yeah, Tyler Myers is a great defenseman. He's worth a second <laughs> for sure." <laughs> and then giving them the second, saying, "No, we're gonna sue you for a first. <laughs> like, you know, he, he's terrible." Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's just it. It's like any any person with a brain in their head would go, "Come on, like, come on, I'm not yeah. gonna chew gum." And lose weight unless it's made out of like iron, and I'm so you're just doing like, it really, really fast. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> just working like, up a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just not happening, right? So I don't know. I think this whole thing's freaking whack. Yeah. Definitely deserving of the goof of the week, but yeah, it's it's just wild. To that- me, honestly, this just works like publicity, like bad publicity. Kind of like you know the whole like uh, Johnny Depp trial thing. Like for him, he went yeah. to court. Not for the money, but because he wanted the court of public opinion on yes. his side. Yeah. So for me, this is like a huge stain on Wayne Gretzky's um mythos, his whole, really. He had his whole squeaky clean thing. Yeah, that right? was his image in the NHL, yeah, right? He was had that, to be perfect. And exactly. this is one of the first times where we've seen him maybe not yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. He doesn't look like the gleaming image of hockey perfection. Yeah. I'm actually curious if this is going to affect his TNT uh, deal. I was well, thinking the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I love him on there. I think he's, it's odd, but it's also kind of cool. Just having the greatest hockey player of all time yeah. involved in this production about hockey. Uh, I'll admit I, I do not watch a lot of American broadcasts. Like, they're, they're cool. They're definitely more of a production. Cause like in Canada, it is very much, you watch the first period, you do something during the information, yeah. right? You watch the second period. Uh, since there's no more Don Cherry, you don't watch. Okay, and well, then this is what I was going to say too. Even the whole thing with Kevin Bieksa, how like we've joked that he's expendable. I don't think he is. I think he is the only reason that some people decide to tune into it. I think if it weren't for him, no one would watch the panel at all. Well, we're starting to go down a bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah. We, no, no. Honestly, we've got too much we need yeah, to talk yeah, about. We'll move on. But that is a topic that we can re-explore when we get closer towards the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because okay, that's I when agree. we're going to like really, that's when we're going to know who's going to be on the panel. That's when we're going to know how much involvement Steve Dangle's going to have, which is only increasing year over year. Yeah. It, like now he's in all these, co- the one thing, sorry, last thing I'm going to do on this, because I know we got other stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I First of all, love Steve Dangle, love his content. He's yep. awesome. His commercials where he'll do stuff for like betting and whatever. Yeah. Why is the camera so zoomed into his face? Well, that's Have his whole see- thing. No, no. That's his like, brand. You can't see the bottom of his chin or his hairline. It You can only see his lips to his eyebrows. That's it. <laughs> Everything else is off the frame of the camera. Yeah. And it's weird. It's like he's trying to crawl into my living room through <laughs> the TV. Yeah. And again, can't stress enough. Love the guy. Yeah. But what the hell is the framing on that? <laughs> I almost want to show you one because I don't know if you realize how bad those were. I, oh, no. I've seen them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like bet three, six, five. And his teeth are just like yeah. right in the camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. 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 Love the guy, hate the camera angle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing against Steve at all. Anyway, yeah. uh, I guess we should get to some yes. uh, hockey news, yeah. back into the hockey news. And we've kind of got some breaking news coming in here too right now. We, well, a little bit. It's still a bit of a rumor. Why, from the sources we're, see- we're mm-hmm. hearing, it typically doesn't go this far and then turn around. Okay. It seems like at the very least, a we're part go- of this deal is happening. Yes. So we've... Look, we're looking at a rumor right now mm-hmm. that Chikrin is on his way to Ottawa. Yes. Uh, that That is obviously the big piece of the trade. That, I think, is happening no matter what. 
Mm-hmm. The, what is a rumor right now is the return. Yes. But it seems like the deal is in motion. Mm-hmm. Wheels are turning. It's happening. Yes. It's just a, a matter of details now. So, yeah. So the details of the return, Do how much do we know about that? It sounds like the return is going to be two firsts, a prospect, and Zaitsev. Okay. So to me, that's like, I'm, I'm not going to call it a bad trade. That is a heavy price. Two first, and it depends on who the prospect is too. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it might be Sanderson. Oof. If that is true, that's a price. Yeah, he is there probably, probably in their number one in the pipeline. Yeah. I can't think of anyone higher right now off the top of my head. This would be like if two years ago, or even a year ago, the Canucks dealt like Pud Colson. <sighs> No, it, for me, it would be like if they traded Ole Ulevi the year he was drafted. Uh, well, see, now Before here's the Before the injuries. Right, I was going to say, because out of context, that kind of sounds like, oh, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm trying to, like, kind of frame it. You yeah. know what? It, you know what? Actually, no. I'll give you a better example. It would be like them trading Quinn Hughes the year after he was drafted. Yeah, okay. After yeah, that yeah, year in right. Michigan. You're right. Like, because... Jake Sanderson is a phenomenal defenseman and he's going to be a good defenseman in the league for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, the two firsts, like everyone always alludes to, you know, they could be late round. They could be high, right? We don't know that. Well, Ottawa is such a, you know, a bit of, they could land anywhere. Really really could. Yeah. But I'm leaning more towards playoffs now. Yeah. If, if they land Chikorin, I mean, they're going to have Shabbat and Chikorin on the back end. um, Right. Like Artem Zub's still there. They've got a few other Decent defenseman, but yeah, like they're going to have a solid decor. If Cam Talbot has like a, a solid season, you know, like they, they, there could, I definitely see them making the playoffs. I don't see a reality where they don't is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's going to be tough, right? The, the big one in that division too is Boston, right? I we, disagree. I don't think there's a question mark there. You think they miss for sure? I think Boston, and it, this hurts me to say because Boston Bruins are my dad's favorite team. Right. And like I grew up in a household, I live in a household (laughs) where the basement is lined with with a tribute to Bobby Orr. Yeah. Right. And and I I don't like the Bruins, but I can respect Bobby Orr. And it's a cool set of memorabilia your dad has set up. It's cool. Yeah. So there's like there's a soft spot for me for the Boston Bruins. And to see where they're at and where they're headed kind of breaks my heart. Because, you know, you, you don't like to see that. It's like you always say it's the 2015 Canucks or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's a team that's like just held together with paper mache and popsicle sticks. Yeah. It's just, it's going to fall apart. You've kept a couple core pieces and filled it with mediocrity. I mean, Pasternak's frustrated. He wants out. Yeah. Um, you have no goaltending. Like you just don't. Yeah. Right. Marshan's out the first half of the season. Exactly. Uh, w- uh, was it... Uh, isn't Pasta also out for the first yes, big I part of the season? Yes, I believe he's injured as well. Yeah. Krejci's coming back, and they're hailing him like the return of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, when and David he's a third Kre- liner. Yeah, David Krejci used to be the, one of the best second liners in the league, yeah. but that was when he was in his prime. Yeah. And, you know, he's been out of the league for a year. He's also in his mid-30s. Like, McAvoy. Just, Isn't McAvoy injured too? Um, I believe he's got a pretty long-term yeah, injury I'm not. Well. I'm not super well-versed yeah. on his e- injury. Either but, way, e- even if they can kind of pull it together... The first part of the season is just a wash for them. Yeah, and they're not going to be able to recover if they don't have no. a good a good start. I don't think so. So for me, it's like Boston's not making the playoffs, right? And even if they do, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think they should blow it up, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. 
you know? I, I fully agree. And this is not my hatred for the Bruins. This is thinking, as a fan who's watching a rebuild get dragged on way too long because they refuse to commit at the beginning, mm-hmm. don't do it. Spare yourself the pain. Bite the bullet now and be better in four to five years instead of a decade from now. Yeah. Right? I, I believe, Take it from me. It's not worth it. Yeah. Right? Just get it done. So anyway, yeah, the Atlantic is going to be a very interesting division. Obviously, Toronto's still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. You're still going to have Tampa making the playoffs. Florida more than likely makes the playoffs again. Oh, they're not missing. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, uh, I don't know if they're going anywhere, but they're not missing. Yeah, I know. I wonder if they could be like the 2018 Caps, you know, where they were kind of almost better last year, but got knocked out early and disappointed. And this year they're going to be underestimated and they're going to go all the way. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just, I, they're I, just such a different team now. Now that Hugo yeah. and we are gone, it's yeah. like, it's just a completely different identity for me. I don't have any, any real facts to back up why I feel that way. It's mm-hmm. just a gut feeling. I don't know why. I yes. just think even though they might not be as good this year, mm-hmm. somehow they're going to go further. Yeah. I, I think know. also the whole Quenville thing kind of, derailed them a bit oh for sure yeah. it did um but i think it's paul maurice down there now it is yeah oh i'm so excited for yeah. that Who's it? i can't wait to cheer for a team that paul maurice coaches i know <laughs> i was gonna point that out just even even though you've stated many times your hatred for the winnipeg jets yeah. you've always liked uh paul maurice yeah yeah i think he's an awesome coach yeah he, he seems like it yeah so it, i'm interested to see what he'll do uh down there oh yeah i think they're gonna have a wicked season but we'll see yep time will tell Anyway, we got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Like the Nashville Predators. We oh, haven't, fuck off. We haven't, okay, we haven't talked okay. about them in a long time, but there's so much I really want to talk about. So if you are a Canucks fan and you've listened thus far, thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah, it's Preds time. Yeah, it's uh, time to talk about the but Nashville I'm Predators. But also, I'm also curious. What, what, what do the Preds do? So for me, it's not about what they did recently. It's the fact that there's been a, just a backlog of stuff that we haven't been able to talk about because we have had so many weeks off. Okay. So the first thing uh, that I really want to kind of reevaluate is the McDonough trade. When it first happened, I kind of thought to myself, eh, this is like a mean nothing trade. You know, he's older, blah, blah, blah. But now I look at their decor. It is probably the most solid decor they've had since before the cup run. Okay. Like they have Yossi and McDonough. Yeah, that's solid. Right. They have Ekholm and um, Dante Fabro. Right, you're looking good still. And then they have Lausanne and Carrier as their bottom six, which which is fine as a bottom pairing. Yeah, it's not. It's it's definitely not bad. I don't right? think it's great, but like, it's not bad. Exactly. But to me, like that is the most solid decor they've had in a long time. It's good if McDonough can stay healthy and keep up. Yes. Right. His concern is kind of the aging, and again, the contract isn't too great there either. Well, hey man, they're under the cap. So yeah, yeah that's um, yeah, you're not wrong. And then obviously they have a Vesna caliber goalie in in UC Saros. Yep. And their offense is not you know, nothing to write home about, but like they've added some pretty decent depth pieces. Tomasino has been an awesome prospect that's only getting better. Same thing with Ellie Tolvanen. And the player that I'm really excited to talk to you about that they added in free agency, which has been completely overlooked, is Nino Niederreiter. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I was pretty surprised too. Yeah, it, it really just came out of left field for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, really? That, that's the guy? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad move. It was just like, I don't think anyone was really drawing connections there, yeah. you know? Well, for me, it was just that, like, I think Niederreiter probably had the pick of the litter, right? Like, he yeah. could have gone just about anywhere for a contract like, like he signed. And he chose Nashville. 
It's always it's always fun when that happens, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A player kind of like you kind of know they picked your team. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, good. Someone has confidence in us. I don't, <laughs> but someone does. That's how that's why I, I had trouble too with the whole Mikheyev thing when everyone was going, ah, he's overpaid, whatever. And then there were reports coming out that he turned down like bigger contracts from other teams because he wanted to play here. And I was like, well, at least he thinks we can do something. Mm-hmm. That that's good to know. Yeah, it's honestly it's a it's a, a team that I'm actually excited about. For. I haven't been excited for the Preds since, like, 2019. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's, I mean, here's the thing. The Canucks have done a lot of embarrassing things. They haven't been the reason that the Coyotes got into the playoffs. That That's yeah. kind of a, <laughs> that that's tough to recover from. Mm-hmm. And I don't plan on letting you hear the end of it anytime soon. But, yeah, you're right. This is looking like a bit of a rebrand for them. Mm-hmm. So, Just, yeah. Yeah, just hope he doesn't turn into a uh, Marcus Grandland of sorts. Who? Nino Niederreier. What makes you think he would turn into a Marcus Grandland? I don't know. We thought Grandland was going to be pretty good when we signed him, and then he just didn't do anything. They signed the wrong one. The Preds have the right one. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> either way. Yeah, which, honestly, the whole Mikhail Grandland saga in Nashville is really interesting to me because everyone knows that they traded him for Kevin Fiala, right? Yes. Like, Or they traded with Kevin Fiala for Mikhail Grandland, yep. and it's widely considered they lost the trade. Blah, blah, blah. But what I find really interesting is he's a player who, when he got to Nashville, he was on a one and a half year deal because he was traded at the deadline, had kind of like a whatever season and a half. They didn't re-sign him. He went to free agency. Oh. And then nobody signed him. So they re-signed him for like a one by one, had a crazy year, and then signed him to a like a three by four. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird development. I know, right? And I feel like, like it's little things like that that like you know, small market teams and players don't really get the attention for. Yeah. But that's what, like his, his whole saga in, in Nashville has been really interesting to me. Yeah. And like, I know I always bug you for the Preds being like a small market team. Like no one cares about them. It's no, <laughs> thanks, no, 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 for, no. thanks for reiterating well, you, that. No, you just, well, you just brought it up that it's a small market, <laughs> yes. so it doesn't get the attention. And yeah. I was saying that, you know, I, I realize I make fun of them for it. Yeah. It's too bad though. You know? Oh, for sure. To an extent, like not fully. I think the, media of NHL team should be a lot more evened out, right? Mm. I feel like when you become a hockey fan, no matter what city you're in, mm-hmm. you're kind of almost told who you should cheer for, right? Say you're a hockey fan in any non-NHL city, right? You're anywhere in the, in the central states, even in the prairies in Canada, yeah. and there's so you're no from team Regina. Like, yeah, exactly. You're a hockey fan, you're trying to pick who to cheer for. Everyone's kind of screaming at you the same couple teams that you should cheer mm-hmm. for, right? And it's too bad because teams like Nashville that have really cool histories and they make cool moves. I don't think anyone is aware that they've had one GM. <laughs> what? Well, you, you've, you've said that. They have yeah. one GM. Yeah, David Poyle. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows that. I don't <laughs> think anyone in Nashville knows it. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure David Poyle is aware. I don't think anyone's heard about it yeah. because no one talks about it. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You've had one GM in your history and your yeah. team's how old? Like 30? 25. 25, yeah. 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 That's insane. Yeah. The longest GM in Vancouver's history in a f- over 50 plus year history mm-hmm. is like nine years. Yeah. Right? And that was Pat Quinn, who's one of the most beloved features of the Canucks organization yeah. of all time, right? Second place is somehow Jim Benning, <laughs> but yeah. not in terms of being loved, in terms of how long he managed to hold his job down. Yeah. But 
you, you get my point. That's a cool story that no one's going to know about, right? Mm-hmm. We just know you guys raise a bunch of stupid banners and build a bunch of stupid statues for no reason. <laughs> yeah, they're a joke to the rest of the league. Exactly, but, but they dude, shouldn't be. Yeah, I've, I actually had the chance to meet somebody who's from Tennessee. And really? One, yeah, yeah. What was and, he like? Um, What was he like? Oh, did he have an well, accent? I, uh, Not really, actually, no. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, he was from Memphis, but like... Oh. Okay. He, anyway, I was kind of talking to him a little bit more about just sports down there. Right. And, you know, in Vancouver, we have the Canucks, and they're everywhere, and everyone's very supportive of the team, right? Yeah. But, like, to them, it is, like, that is their wardrobe, right? Like, that is their, like, like they wear the jersey everywhere. They wear really, hats. Eh? It, like, it is, like, if they're a fan of the team, it is their idea. Identity. Well, for them, they're a bigger football town, though, like the Tennessee Titans. Exactly. And stuff. That's so you, their down there. Yeah, you have the Grizzlies in Memphis. You have the Titans in Nashville, and then you also have the Preds. Right. But it's like if you're a fan of the team, you live and die. Like yeah. You like everyone's diehard, right? Yeah. Like, like you're a diehard Canucks fan. Yeah. Everyone is a diehard Preds fan. That's if you're awesome. a Preds fan at all in Nashville, right? It's like I remember seeing a picture once, and it was Weber and Renee after I, th- I think they had got eliminated in the playoffs at home, mm-hmm. and you see them standing at center with their sticks in the air and just everyone in the crowds, just in gold screaming, standing. Right. Yeah. And, and I remember the caption was something along the lines of, and they say Nashville has no fans or like, or, and they say, why would you put a team in Nashville? Yeah. You know, and it's just small market teams, man. There's something about it. Just the fact that like, well, small market, passionate fan base teams. You're not Mm -hmm. even going to like this. Um, relation but it's true winnipeg, winnipeg. yeah i know it, it again dude the tiny, white tiny the, franchise there's a reason they can support their team yeah, the whiteout is one of the coolest playoff traditions in the nhl yeah i'm not i hate the team but i'm not numb to that right like i yeah. know that like there is a really cool culture around a small market team yeah it just it, it doesn't have that same theatrical kind of like like image to it like when you think of the leafs or the or the Habs, right? Yeah. It's like, there's there's very little identity to me. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's everyone likes the Leafs. Everyone yeah. watches the Habs, right? Yeah, whereas there's this an, is more of like, it, it's less of a... There's no exclusivity to it, I guess yeah. is what I'm getting at. Yeah, this is more like, it's it's a community. It's like a small town. Yeah. Not a small town necessarily, but a small group where everyone is on the same page, you yeah. know? I love stuff like and that. It also, even though this isn't true at all compared to other teams, it almost feels like there's more of a connection between the players and the fans. Oh, for sure there would be. You know I, what I, I mean? I totally understand like how that's, that would happen. Do you remember how I was telling you about how if Philip Forsberg left Nashville, I'd be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like he is to so much more to that city than than people around the league have any idea. Like yeah. They just don't know. And so when he resigned, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because... You know, he is so much, he means so, so much to that franchise. He's going to break every point record. He's going to break every scoring record. He's going to get his number retired. Yeah. And rightfully so, you know, because he means more than just putting the puck in the back of the net to a city that they never thought hockey would work in. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Right. Yeah. That's like when you talk about like recently or future retired players, the Sedins mean a lot to Vancouver, mm-hmm. but again, you're right. There's kind of that, like we showed them, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the Sedins don't really have that. The Sedins came from a traditional hockey place, played hockey in a traditional hockey place, had success and got their numbers retired. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, great. You know, that, that that's awesome. And they did a, a ton for the community. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, they didn't really have that. Yeah, we showed them, mm-hmm. you know. And Forsberg, he gets to have that, mm-hmm. you know, that people he's playing in a place where people don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. They're not watching every move, mm-hmm. but they're missing out. And yeah. he gets to kind of show them that, you know. I, I think that's cool. Yeah. It, it's too bad, but it's cool. Yeah. I, I wish they would have more attention on them. Yeah. I love the team, man. Yeah. I've, I've been following this team for, Jesus, nearly like 15 <laughs> years. I, I just, I love the team and I just, I guess I just want more people, you know, you love who you love in terms of teams, right? Like you, you, you're, 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 if you're a Canucks fan, you're a Canucks fan. I'm ne- I would never ask anyone to change that. Yeah, no, of course. But you know, just like keep an eye o- on op- open up your eyes to other teams, follow them, learn about the players, the teams, when your team is playing other teams, you know, be amazed by what the other players can do. Be yeah. impressed. Right, that, it's it's okay to go. Wow, did you see that? When it's the other team making a good play, that's maybe the only thing I regret about my fandom or my upbringing is like mm-hmm. I my whole family was Canucks fans, and as a little kid, I was kind of taught, you know, or the mentality was the Canucks are the good guys, everyone else is the bad guys. You <laughs> yeah. know, like just to yeah. oversimplify it, that's what it was. Yeah, but that was a problem with me for like the first I want to say decade or so that I was watching mm-hmm. was I couldn't enjoy like say Connor McDavid, for example, mm-hmm. because I would just be mad that he wasn't a Canuck mm-hmm. or I'd be mad that he scored on us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was a fair bit older that I could go, Whoa, that was really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and because of that, it also kind of stopped me from learning about other players because I didn't want to, I only mm-hmm. wanted to know about the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've loved about the last few years of my fandom is I've more like explored that a little bit, looked at other teams, seen what their rosters are like, mm-hmm. tried to understand why the fan bases love certain players so much. Mm-hmm. And it's so much better that way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still not the best at it, right? Like I still sometimes see someone pull, try to pull off like a lacrosse goal against us. And I'm like, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it still takes me a minute to go, wait, no, yeah. no. I can respect yeah. that. Sonny Milano. That's not a hockey player name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah no, no it, it's more fun that way. Yeah, but, but you're told you allude to something cool too. It's like, it is also fun to hate players and oh, to hate course. teams. Right. And I would never say don't do that, but I just think that it's also important for you to watch other teams and be amazed. Of course. You know, for, for me, the one thing that really broke the dam open was when I realized Patrice Bergeron wasn't an asshole. Because <laughs> I just hated every Bruin, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm nine years old watching that happen, right? Mm-hmm. right I guess a little no, older. No, yeah, you were older than yeah, nine. I'm sorry, I, I, I would have been exactly 11, actually. But 12? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was you, a while ago. Yeah, I was a kid. And, you know, at that age, you're not really thinking about the whole league. You're just emotionally invested. That's all you care about. So anyone in black and gold was an enemy. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't until I got a bit older when I started really paying attention was like, man, this, this Patrice Bergeron guy, yeah, not a douche. Yeah. That's, that's kind of nice to see. And then that's really what opened it up for me. Was mm-hmm. I was like, okay, they're, they're not one dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, every team has their sedines and their kessler and their mm-hmm. burrows and their Pedersen and all these guys every it was weird to realize that that mm-hmm. every team has those guys they're just not my guys yeah you know yeah yeah it's it's cool to see it's fun anyway 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're dragging on about this for maybe a little too long. Point is, go out there, buy NHL 06. And, <laughs> start. and play with the Preds. Yeah. They're, they are busted in NHL 06. Have you, have you ever explained that this is largely how you became a Preds fan? Oh, it's definitely part of it for sure, yeah. But, like, I, have I, you explained it before, like, to um, listeners? I don't think so. I no. guess a lot of them think they're like, when the hell is this guy a Preds fan? Yeah. <laughs> born and raised in the Lower Mainland. Yeah. And that was it. Video games. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, right? So when I was, oh man, this is a this is, this is a story and a half. But, but, all right, but we'll this is the it. episode. For right. It. Yeah. This all is right. the episode. Damn right it is. So I grew up playing hockey, as I'm sure all of you are well aware. Um, and one thing that my friends and I would do is every Friday after school, uh, we would go over to my place and we played street hockey. And uh, we had this whole league. We called it the JOHL, the Jake's Outdoor Hockey League. <laughs> That's what you called it? Yeah, it was called. <laughs> well, it was funny because there was actually a bit of a debate. It was called JOHL for sure, but some guys called it Jake's Outdoor Hockey League, and some guys called it Jake's Optional Hockey League. Okay, but one because, way or another, the, it was your you were the commissioner. <laughs> yes, I was the the founder, commissioner, host, all that. And so every Friday after school, we'd go back to my place. We play street hockey, and in the winter. Uh, in Vancouver, for those of you who don't live in Vancouver, it gets dark at like three thirty. Yeah. So we would like we'd be hanging out playing hockey for like a half an hour, and then go. All right, it's too dark for this. Uh, let's you know find something else to do or go home. Right. And the find something else to do is generally what we landed on. And so what we would do is we'd go into the uh, basement of my house, and I had it, my basement was not renovated. It was just like a basement where we stored our hockey gear and random shit, and we had our old TV in the basement. And we also had a Xbox I found at a garage sale with a copy of NHL 06. This might be, sorry, everything you're describing is like the most Canadian thing ever. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. too cold and dark out to play hockey. Let's go inside and play video game hockey <laughs> exactly. in an unfinished wood basement. <laughs> exactly. On an old TV with an Xbox we found. Yeah. Someone from the States must have donated it, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we'd have like, like 10 guys in my basement all crowd around watching like, you know, two guys play NHL 06. And I remember in NHL 06, the Preds were, they weren't like the best overall team, but they had Steve Sullivan and Paul Correa who had like 99 speed. And so you could just like <laughs> fly up the side, cut in and score. And I loved playing as the Preds. And so that's what like piqued my interest. And then uh, I started like actually checking the team out in real life <laughs> and started seeing like, hey, Pekka Rinne, who's he? Like, he's a really good goalie. Mm. Hey, Shea Weber, he's a defenseman. I'm a defenseman. Whoa, he can shoot the puck 190 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that was. Well, let's like, just calm down here. 190 <laughs> yeah. is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he actually shot the puck through the net once. That was kind of cool. Yeah, he didn't break the <laughs> sound barrier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At any rate, so. Yeah, so that was kind of what piqued my interest, but yeah. J-O-H-L into watching the Preds. Um, J-O-H-L. And then losing to the Canucks in 2011. That was like the first series I watched oh, of the yeah. Preds, and I was like, whoa, you know, and like seeing all the gold and uh, obviously watching Shea Weber. Never so made it fun. out to a game, though? Like uh, in that series? Oh, no, I've never been to a playoff game in the NHL. Right, yeah. Now, we'll, we'll get you to one. Uh, assuming, uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we'll fly you to a city with a competent team. Yeah. We can watch them in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, no. And ever since 2011, no, ever since 2012, I've been to at least one Preds game every year. Okay, 
Yeah. And I've been to the last, what, four with you? Yeah, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that tradition's not going away anytime no, soon. No, yeah, it's always so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had to get Tyler to more blues games. <laughs> Dude, he goes to most <laughs> of them. Oh, I know. He just sits in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that's, like, pretty close to the truth. <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, yeah, we'll let him tell those stories. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love to see that, too. They show up the press box. There's the... Blues GM team and Twisted Tyler with the horns. <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. You text Tyler. Hey Tyler, I got tickets to the Blues games. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to go? He's like, yeah, I'm already here, man. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, look up, <laughs> waving at us. Yeah, like, arm around Murph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's getting interviewed between yeah. periods. <laughs> <laughs> he goes have you heard about weight loss gum <laughs> do you like working nine to five <laughs> yeah, what are you really getting out of your job <laughs> Man, if this is anyone's first episode they're like what the fuck is going on yeah, well, who is tyler yeah. and why is he twisted <laughs> okay. oh you'll see okay man man there's no more textbook definition of the wheels have come off yes they have. i think we might have to wrap this one up i think so too okay well i want to thank all of you guys so much for listening this far yeah. i know i wouldn't have <laughs> yeah uh, if you're looking to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, you can find Tyler and his pyramid schemes <laughs> at Vancouver Boys underscore. And oh man, what yeah. an episode. Yeah. Ah, man, I cannot, I literally cannot wait for next week. Yeah. Episode 69 and Tyler's going to be the back. The return of Twisted Tyler. Holy crap. Uh, maybe maybe the intern, maybe some guests. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's we'll episode whole, 69. Anything exactly. could happen. Good God, man. We got to get everyone on. Just yeah. the whole history. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> just roll out the uh, red carpet. <laughs> episode 69 is just a playback of all our favorite clips. Exactly. Yeah, no. well, well, we'll do that one eventually, but I don't know if that'll be next week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> it feels uh, weird when he's not here it does thanks for hanging out with us see you on the next one and that's it <laughs> and there's ah, nothing that else hurts. to be it said it doesn't feel right i know, I know.